Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rocket Live. I am your host, Chris Vaglio, and I appreciate each and every one of you for taking the time today to listen to an episode of the Rocket Live podcast. As always, today's interview was audio taken from a video that I did with my guest. So three quick things I just want to let everybody know of at the top of the show. Number one, you can always watch all of the video versions of these interviews over on the Rocket Growth Agency YouTube channel, and you can access the link directly to this interview by using the link in the show notes. And also while you're there too, please feel free to hit that subscribe button so that way you get notified every single time a new video is uploaded to the channel. And also please hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening to this podcast. Number two, if you enjoy the show and want to help and support the podcast, two ways you could do that is using the link in the show notes and heading over to buy me a coffee. And over there, uh, you can feel free to buy me a coffee and, and set whatever amount that you would like or that you feel most comfortable with. And another way that you can support the show is you can head over to my merch store, uh, which you can access through the links here in the show notes and feel free to buy a piece of merchandise. We have all kinds of cool branded Rocket Growth Agency and Rocket Live merch over there. And uh, every time you buy a piece of merch, you're not only supporting the show, but we also do donate a portion of the proceeds to local charities here in New Jersey. And number three, if you're a creative business professional right now that listening to this and you need help creating a rock star business and brand that will help you get noticed, feel confident and bring in more clients, then I definitely want to talk with you. Please feel free to use the link in the show notes and schedule a free 30 minute consultation with me as I'd be happy to help to get your business rocking. Now with that, let's start the show. Hey everybody, what is up and welcome to another episode of Rocket Live. I am your host Chris Vaglio and today I am here with an amazing guest. I'm so excited to have Erica Lassan on the show. Erica, how are you? Hi, Chris. I'm awesome. Thanks. Especially now that I'm here, I'm ready to rock it. <laughs> You're ready to rock it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm so happy to have you on. And so Erica has a business, which I'm all excited to learn about and have everybody else learn about it too, called Joining to yeah. Purpose. Did yeah. I nail that? Did you I did. Get it? You got it. You <laughs> I know we were Jersey talk- accent. I'm very nice. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I was talking all, we were talking all fair. I was trying to get the pronunciation. I was practicing. I'm like, I am guaranteed to screw this up, but it'll be funny for the show. <laughs> <laughs> you did good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, so listen, I, I want to dive right into it. And I'd like to start because as I always say, everybody has their superhero origin story, mm-hmm. right? So that gives them their superpowers uh, to do good in the world. Uh, and you have got such an incredible story. And, you know, I have the benefit of knowing a lot about what you do because you and I have talked and met before and many, many times over. However, uh, the people watching, listening do not. And I'm sure they're very, very curious to know what Joiny to Purpose is. So, Erica, give me your origin story. How did this all start? Give, give us, give us the, give us the origin of joining to purpose. Ooh, gosh, you make it sound so like special. <laughs> it but, is um, special. I, I do. Thank you. I, I agree that everyone that does have their space where they like come to figure out what their superpower is, and I find that if a lot of people are leading with joy, they'll find that those times of hardship or uncertainty are usually the ones that um, help you manifest whatever that superpower is and amplify it. And for me, that's kind of what happened. Um, I am a joy strategist. 
Gis, as well as the founder of Journey to Purpose. And this uh, business was really something that started at a time of um, transition for me. I was graduating from college mm-hmm. and I graduated in 09 during the recession and no one was hiring. And I didn't recognize it then, but um, I was in a very different state like and you would think that you would realize it if you're like crying every day throughout the day Mm -hmm. multiple points of the day waking up thinking what's the point you know and that's that's really where I was and it it became a conversation of like value and self-worth and feeling like people weren't giving me opportunities and well if no one will hire me and I spent my life really getting to this pinnacle of graduating from college and now I'm unable to get a job. Um, like what worth do I have? So at one point I, um, made this practice or habit of walking around the building during my lunch break and I would cry. Um, and I would call my then boyfriend who is now my husband and I would basically call him every day during lunch to cry. And one of the times he said to me, well, Erica, what is it that you want? And I was like, well, I just want like to feel inspired. I want color. I, I want to not have to have co- cooler conversations with people just because we work in the same place. I want to, I just want to, not do this. And he was like, all right, well, start somewhere. And that thought, that idea just kind of led me to think, well, ooh, well, isn't that an idea? If I <laughs> I can start somewhere, if I were to start, where, where would I start? And I started with the list of things that I told him I didn't want. And I kind of tried to figure out what the opposite of that would mean. Mm-hmm. And um, that led me to quitting the place where I was working, which was at that time my college internship. And I ended up going into retail, but in the city. And it was very different. Right. It was a really cool, um, like Spanish, Japanese, or French, Japanese fusion clothing line. And from there, I just started doing all of these amazing things. I got back into making jewelry because I had, I started a jewelry line when I was 13. I got into video production, on-air hosting, um, and it led to this whole other career in a world where I started doing celebrity interviews. I was covering New York Fashion Week and doing all of these really cool things that I never would have imagined myself doing simply because I was willing to pursue the scary thing and the things that right. brought me joy. That, that was the first part. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first part. You, you said something interesting, which I think a lot of people um, deal with, including myself. So, I, but you said it like, you would have thought that you would have realized that you were depressed, but, you know, it didn't really hit you that, you know, you would think that like you, what you said was like, you know, I'm crying all the time and like you would think I'm depressed, but I didn't. And I think for a lot of people, like that is the thing is like you actually don't even realize even what depression is or that you're even in that state because you're just in it. Right. And so it's really difficult to sort of look on the outside of that and and do those things. So I, I think that that's a, it's an interesting observation because I think a lot of people really have to deal with that all the time. Yeah. And you don't realize it until you're on the other side most times, you know, and it becomes something where it's, it's kind of sad because you think, well, you just do this, you know, and so often in society, you'll hear like, just do this. And, but it's like, you can't really do anything if you're in a position where you're finding it hard to get out of bed, you know? So Eric, I got a question for you. So yes, how, because I, I find all this very interesting and I want to dive into all of it because I, I think that, you know, this ties into a lot of 
you know, what is, you know, thankfully, I think it's taken a very long time that mental health is finally become part of the conversation, the mainstream conversation, finally. Um, and obviously being on lockdown and having been put into a giant pause for like two years really brought everything to the forefront. And so, you know, unfortunately, it took something that of that magnitude to actually put it into the conversation. But I'd love to hear from you uh, a bit about how you personally define joy and how that ties into your work as a joy coach. Mm. How do I define joy? I define joy as more than a, a feeling. I know that a lot of people start with like the feeling of joy or joy being a destination. But for me, joy is so much more. It's a feeling, yes. It's an emotion, yes. But it's also a tool that can be used to convey value, articulate value. Um, it can be a guide and a resource in helping you discern what's for you and what's not for you in any given season. It is um, something that allows you to get clarity. You know, like it, mm -hmm. it's many things, but more than anything, I believe that joy is the area where you get to shine in your like area of genius and doing the things that you do really well while being able to utilize your unique gifts and talents to not yeah. only serve yourself, but serve others in a way that feels so aligned that it feels almost too good to be true. Um, like the point where you feel like you just want to, you're, you're skipping through life or you feel like your life is a movie or you're in a musical. That is the point at which I believe you're you're actually living fully in your joy. Um, so joy is many things. And in the work that I do as a joy strategist, it's really powerful because in my experience, I found that not only has joy helped me get clear on the thing that I want to do, but it's also allowed me to utilize my many gifts to serve people uh, because I'm a multi-passionate creative. So at one point in my journey, and I, I kind of touched on the very beginning and what caused me to even pursue this idea of living joy first. But um, when I became a mom, it pursuing my joy was a thing that allowed me to tap into monetizing my gifts and my skills. Because again, there was a period where I got laid off only four months after having my first child and I could not find a job for anything. And I mean, there are probably a lot of conversations around why that was like me having to work during certain work hours because I would have to pick up my daughter by a certain time. And then there became a conversation again about value and self-worth and my identity and who I was and pouring into others versus is nurturing myself, you know, but the moment I got clear on my joy, it helped me understand that none of those experiences were a waste. And there was so much value, so much hidden value that I didn't necessarily see in myself, but also like so much potential if I were to really double down on my purpose and utilizing all of my gifts and my talents. And once I began to do that, I stopped looking for validation and opportunities through other people. And I was like, well, forget them. If they're not going to give me a chance, I'm going to give myself a chance. And that allowed me to start um, first a blog. It was called Live Rich Mommy, where I documented my motherhood experiences. And mm -hmm. from there, people asked, well, how are you getting out? How are you doing all these fun things with your kids? How are you always energized? And how do you like 
how are you smiling all the time? Like, it's hard to get out to New York and do things. And I was like, oh, just do this, 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 and this. And the more people ask, the more I realized, oh, I can really capitalize on this. And so when the questions became more frequent, I built up a program that's now called the Joy Quest. And it is phase one of our three-step journey process, which is rediscovering joy by going on a journey to joy. And I developed that program and joy just allowed me to unlock a world of possibilities not only for myself, but in helping others understand the value of pursuing the joy for themselves as well. Yeah. And let's let's talk about that, because that is something that I know that I know about you and I know <laughs> that's what you do. But I think it's really cool. And I think that everybody should kind of know about that. So, you know, talk about that. What is what is the joining and and what are the benefits of going on one with you? Ooh, um, well, a journey is really pursuing a joy first lifestyle, like a lifestyle that is fueled by joy, energized by joy. And I, I know that it probably sounds like a little much, but one that revolves around joy so that you can get clarity around not only the things that make you feel good, but how those same things are aligned with your purpose. So many people say, I forgot my or I need to rediscover my purpose. And it's like you can't rediscover what was never lost. You know, your purpose is literally who you are and what you were born to do. And most of the time, it's not that that's been something that um, that you have to that you have to discover. It may be something that you have to come back to. So the journey to purpose is a three step process that I developed. Um, and the first is to rediscover, reconnect and recommit to your purpose and identity through joy. And you do this by first rediscovering your joy by going on a journey to joy with the joy quest. And once you're clear on the many things that can bring you joy, you can sift through those things to understand how they correlate to your purpose. And with that clarity, you can then understand how you can propel your purpose, whether it's in your business, whether it's in your relationships or your overall life. And then lastly, there's just activating accountability. And that's really the recommitting piece because what I find is that a lot of people know the things that bring them joy, but they may feel scared to pursue them because they may think that it's selfish or that people will see them as being selfish, especially the women I work with. They, there's a lot of guilt built around this idea of, I want a life that feels good for me. And if that happens, then that means I'm not caring for other people around me. And it's, it's not true. It's actually right. the complete untruth, right? Because if you're pursuing a life of joy, you're able to live in service to others, but in a way that doesn't lead to burnout and feeling drained. The benefit of the journey to purpose is really like finding out how you can create a life that you love, <laughs> one that feels like an everyday substance free high and that where you get to be selfish about your joy, but knowing that you're actually being selfless and that you can can really help others with the things that make you so happy to do anyway. Yeah, I love that. I love I love the way you frame that out. I think that's really great. And I think that a lot of people can relate to that and and are looking for that. And I think that it's it also comes down to a lot of once again, it's like sometimes you don't always know that you're unhappy or that you're depressed or you're feeling a certain way. And then sometimes you do, but you're like, but you don't understand why. Like like you start making a list of like, but this, but all these great things are happening. Why do I still feel like this? And so I think that having someone who can help guide is important because once again, it's like having anything, like having a mentor, having an advisor in your life to help you 
sort of see the things that you can't see because you're just too close or you're too into it and uh, too too close to it. And and so I think that that's a, a huge benefit for, for people to work with someone like yourself to help find those. Question I have, because you've said it a few times already, and I want to just come back to it so we don't lose it, but uh, you are a creative professional. You've been a creative professional for years. I'd love to hear from you and your perspective. And I think a lot of other um, creatives would love to hear this too is, you know, making that transition, or I'd rather like taking what you already have as a foundation for being a creative professional and building this business with it. Like, mm -hmm. how did that happen? Was it easy? How much of that are you using daily? Like, what was that process like for you in particular? Messy. <laughs> now I, now messy. I know you're telling the truth. <laughs> Okay, like the internet and Instagram and TikTok, all of them want you to believe it's easy, it's seamless, and like, no, it's messy, but it's okay because um, I'm enjoying the process. So there, there's still so much that I'm learning, but the benefit of engaging with this discovery through the lens of joy is that it gets to feel like play, right. right? It becomes an adventure. And it's one that's built on faith versus fear. And with this, like a world of possibilities becomes open, you know? When I started this business, it really started off very, very organically. Like it started with the blog, at people asking questions, really getting a discerning ear, listening, right? To understand what it was that I was creating that was of most value to people. Mm -hmm. um, understanding that while this business brings me joy and it is for me, if I want people to purchase from me or buy these services, it has to serve their needs as well. So understanding how to how to really be of service with the things that bring me joy and understanding that it gets to be a two-way street. And then at one point when I'd done as much as I could, you know, and I felt like I was coming up against uh, like walls and the growth of the business, being honest with myself and, and vulnerable enough with myself and other people around me to ask for help because we don't know everything and that's okay. I think that if we as creatives and as entrepreneurs really begin to embrace the unknown and uh, really let go of this idea of, I need to have it all together all the time. And I think that social media does a very good job of making you feel inadequate if you don't have all the answers to every single thing in your life and business all the time, but that's not real life, right? Like right. even the biggest, uh, the biggest celebrities, the biggest uh, business owners, they have coaches, they have mentors, they oh, yeah. have spiritual guides. <laughs> like, oh, <yeah. laughs> we're not meant to do any of this alone. So right. the moment you're able to really like take a hard look at the things that may be keeping you from where you want to go and you're, you reflect on them honestly. And then I, I believe the moment I began to surrender those things and just accept them, like acknowledge how I felt, it was almost like it gave God me giving it was me giving God permission to like actually give me the things that I right. needed so that I could actually then receive them, you know. Yo, so yeah. it was a process, and yes, I use all of those tools every single day. I teach them, I preach them, I live them, and I continue to learn from them. I'm so glad you just said everything you just said because honestly, that is the truth, and that's how it was for me, and you know, and continues to be. I certainly don't have it all figured out. I'm still learning every single day how to do something. I'm definitely making my share of mistakes, and yeah, it's it's not a straight line. <laughs> you know, it's definitely not a straight line, and I think that, yeah, it's so easy to see, like, 
what you see on social media a lot of times is the end product and a lot of times it's you know different takes like 300 takes <laughs> of somebody trying to make that video or whatever it is but all what you're hearing is that you know the tip of the iceberg you know and i know it's it's easy to get caught up into it it's easy to to, to slip into imposter syndrome and all those types of things and and i know that <laughs> i think creative professionals creatives particularly <laughs> are very sensitive to that and it's not easy, right, to put yourself out there. You know, it's that getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? Like you do a really great job putting yourself out there. You know, I put myself out there. I know so many others. But I mean, from my perspective, for me personally, it's not always easy to do. Like, and I I, I get it. Like, I know how people feel, you know, and, and, and it's not a straight line. And but I love what you said. You got, you know, you said something to the effect of I got it. You got to have faith, right? You got to have a little faith into it. And you just got to try it. Keep it simple. Do a little bit like you, there's no like do it all at once. It doesn't exist. And, you know, if somebody's out there, if you're listening to somebody telling you to do it all at once, they're giving you really horrible advice. <laughs> they're, they're giving you advice that will lead you straight to unrest and burnout. Like it's not oh, yeah. sustainable. And I think that also just thinking about the fact that um, it's better to go slow and like uh, even understand what the success means. You know, I think at right. one point I remember praying like, Lord, I just want like, I just want all this money. I, <laughs> I want like, I just want everything to be figured out. And I remember, I kid you not, Chris, it was like, it was like a Holy Spirit download. And it was like, but if I gave this to you, what would you do with it? And I was like, right. Ooh, okay. And then I really realized like, I'm not even ready for the things that I'm praying for, you know, like, and that, that in and of itself is part of the process and understanding that even in the moments of failure, I like to think of failure as like, I I did a podcast episode, faith always inspires learning. That's the way I look at failure. Yes. I love, love that. I used to talk about that all the time. Great way to say it. Yeah. Faith always inspires learning. So like, no matter what happens, if this, this uh, course doesn't launch the way I want it to, if, I don't hit my number of um, like clients that I'm get trying to get in a certain like it doesn't matter because I'm always gonna win like right. <laughs> I'm yeah. always winning yeah. you know <laughs> I I agree with that statement a hundred percent you're always winning because the fact is that you're you're doing it you're taking the step to do it which is the hardest thing is that first step the actual doing it because it creates a lot it's it's a lot of work it's a lot of passion it's a lot of it's a lot of everything so the first step is the hardest. So I commend anybody who could take that first step because that really is, if you can take that first step, I'm not going to say the rest of it's easy, but you've already done one of the hardest parts and <laughs> you really have because that, that first step is, is really difficult to, to do. But once you get into it, that's, I like to say, that's where the fun starts. <laughs> that's where the real fun starts. Let's bring it back to joy again, because I, okay. I, I I am fascinated once again with with this topic because I think it's great. And I think it's such a positive force that that is uh, it's it's a great conversation to have because everything going on in the world, you know, there's there's no changing everything that's happening, world events and they affect us. But there are things we can control. Right. So I always try to say myself, I try to remind myself, control the things that I can control um, and the other things that are going to happen around me, I'm just going to have to, you know, I have to live with that. I have to roll with it. I have to, but the things I can control, let me control them. And I feel like that the joy aspect of what you're talking about is something that, you know, I can control, anybody can control with, with, 
with help, you know, if, if you need it. So I'd love to hear from you. What what are some some little takeaways here that somebody could could use in their lives like right now? Like they're listening to this. They're going to it's going to get to the end. And they're going to be like, wow, I'm going to do these things that Erica just said to do. I'm, I'm going to do them. What would you say to that? Okay, so step one, and this is going to be somewhat of a shameless plug, but I would say hire start, Erica. <laughs> start. No, no, don't hire me. You don't have to hire me just yet. But I mean, I'm saying it'll be a fun ride if you do choose to go on it. Um, take the the Joy Gem quiz. I created a quiz called the Joy Gem quiz, and it is a quiz that allows you to understand how you can begin to maximize your joy in this season, no matter what season of life you're in, and how you can leverage it to create more time energy and space for yourself to rediscover joy there are like really awesome insights about what your strengths are how you can charge your joy and there's even a curated podcast episode to speak specifically to your joy needs um but that's you know just a little thing on the side (laughs) but really uh i would say start with being still like taking a moment to do nothing and pause and i know that the world would have you think that you need to be going, going, going all the time. If you're, if you're, if you're not moving and grooving and you're not hustling and grinding, then really what are you doing? But again, that's one of the quickest ways to lead you to burnout, but also just like running yourself amok, you know, you need to take a moment to get clear on what your priorities actually are. And you need to then begin to understand how you can clear out the things that are no longer bringing you joy, aren't serving you joy, um, so that you can replace them with the things that actually do. Um, And then from there, I would say, as you get clarity around those things, go on your version of a joy quest. There is the joy quest program that's available for anyone who just wants to hop into doing the work in a guided way, but really just starting out with a list of what are the things that bring me joy and understanding why they bring you joy is a really important part of the process. And I would say outside of that, making sure that you share this vision, right? Whatever your vision of joy with is with other people. And um, the beautiful part about the journey to purpose is that it takes you outside of your situation and circumstance so that you can engage with a vision, like a true visual of your life in your most ideal state so that you can understand not only what brings you joy, but how you can arrive there. It almost creates this beautiful roadmap of understanding for yourself so that you can better align yourself with the the thoughts and decisions and then the actions to curate and create that lifestyle for yourself. But it also helps if you just have people that are in your corner rooting you on um, and supporting you as you're trying to arrive there. And you may find, and this is the best part of the journey, that you're deciding to take a journey to purpose inspires other people to go on a journey for themselves. So it's no longer just something that you're doing for yourself, but it's really something that creates a ripple effect of change, impact, and joy for other people. Um, I just, you know, I just, I love the positivity of the whole thing. And, you know, we talk so much about having a positive mental mind mindset to be able to accomplish anything it is you want to do, you know, and it's so easy for the negative aspects to sort of creep in and like, you know, start infiltrating your mind because it's 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 impossible to keep the negative thoughts out and you know keep the negativity out so it's it takes a lot of work to maintain a positive mental attitude and i think that what you're doing 
and what we're talking about here really helps that helps people along because you can't accomplish anything without a positive mental attitude. I, I find it to be, and I think there's a huge difference by the way, between the term toxic positivity and a positive mental attitude, because to me, they are two completely separate things and it's a positive mental attitude you want to maintain. That's, that's the thing that'll help you lead to more success and joy in your life for sure. Yes. And I, I just, I like started to get chills as you say that, said that, because I think that this idea of uh, toxic positivity, and first of all, let's talk about joy and happiness, right? There's sure. two different things, but I think that what's most important to understand about this is that with joy, it's something that's deep rooted, but it is also something that is an active choice that you make daily. So even having that, uh, positive mental attitude, it's a practice, right? It's yeah. a, it, and it's, it starts with understanding with clarity, what brings you joy and then developing joy led habits to support that idea for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that the moment you get, um, understanding around the fact that it is a choice and you realize that it's not about being irrational or neglecting, like, where where you are or, or having to lie in your feet about your feelings because part one of the process is to acknowledge where you are like right. as a joy strategist i'm not happy every single day minute of every single day right like i have my moments too and i mean real talk i cry a lot like hey. <laughs> but i yeah. i do it but it's almost like it's like a cleansing. And, sure. and the moment you acknowledge how you actually feel and you feel the feelings, then you're able to understand, okay, I've gotten that out. What's required for me to get out of whatever this feeling is? And what is what is this feeling actually? Because most of the time, even in the work I do with my clients, the thing they're upset about isn't actually the, the, the issue. It's a symptom of whatever the issue is. So like, right we begin to go deeper to understand that. And that's really how you arrive, not only at joy, but sustainable joy. And that's what creates the the life that you love. Um, so uh, I love that you mentioned that because it's not about being toxically positive. It's about um, acknowledging your feelings and, and understanding that joy is supposed to be our default. Thinking of children, children come out, the, they come out the womb happy and children yeah. are really like how we're supposed to be. They have childlike faith, right? And the more we we almost begin to acknowledge and recognize that even in our grownness, in our adultness, we we're, we're just big children. Right. right that's right. the world. That's the the moment we tap into that. We, we will be able to rediscover our freedom and be able to give of ourselves generously and and do the things that we do well to make the world a better place. And that's really what I think we're all here to do. Well said. Well oh. said. Um <laughs> I'd love, we're, we're getting close to the end, but I wanted to ask a few more questions. Um, so <laughs> I think it's worth just talking about really quick is, you know, who are your clients? Like, who are you working with? Because I, I don't know if anybody after having listened to this, maybe has a predetermined uh, picture in their head of, of who works with you. But I think it's, it, it bears talking about like, who are, who are the types of people you're working with? Ooh, I love this. Um, individuals in transition, I, I find is a big part of it. So um, I work a lot with organizations that are in a state of transition um, and they're looking to either like increase employee retention, productivity, employee engagement, 
Um, they're looking to make their work culture better for the future that they have ahead of them. Uh, so I do a lot of trainings and workshops that I've developed in that space and talks and things. Um, but on an individual level, I work a lot with entrepreneurial women, especially those that are in uh, a period of transition in their business. Maybe they're burnt out operating their business the way that they're currently doing it. They don't want to be on social media anymore, but they don't know any other way to make money. Um, and they just want to rest in their business. They want to do things differently. Mm. They want to do things in a way that's more aligned. They, um, they want to prioritize their personal life. And even in their personal life, they realize how their business may be impacting uh, their relationships. So they want like healthy relationships too. A lot of times these are moms that are in a state of transition. Um, it may be women who are coming out of divorce. And so they're really just looking like a whole, whole they, they're looking to be a whole new them. Um, and also women who are pivoting in their careers. Maybe they've left their careers and they're looking to start a business for themselves or they want to love the work that they do again. So those are typically the the people that I work with. No, excellent. I, I appreciate that because I think that it does frame it up for, for folks who are listening to this and saying like, you know, is this something that I could use, you know, and who, and who does Erica work with? So I think that that answers that question. So last question, you deal with a lot, you see a lot, you have a lot of people talking to you, but maybe what are some of the most common obstacles or challenges that you see that most people are facing when they're coming to you? Like what are sort of like, maybe like the top things that are the things that are kind of preventing them or I wouldn't say preventing them, but just, yeah, like I said, like the challenge of the obstacle um, and why they would want to come work with you. Mm, oh, this is a great question. A lot of the time I find that it's people who want more time time for themselves, like, and to do things for themselves, but they don't even know what it is. It's just, right. they're so at the point of burnout and overwhelm that they, they're just like, I'm overwhelmed and I'm over it. Like I'm overworked. I'm over all the things. Like they're at a point where they're ready to just get on a plane to Hawaii and never come back. <laughs> like I've literally had somebody say that to I me. That they're like, forget this. I'm, I'm going to Hawaii. And it's like, well, what are you going to do when you come back? Like, I don't know when I'm coming back. I haven't even bought my return ticket slash, you know, that's the whole thing. Um, but people who are just like over it. And um, also wanting to have more energy. Like there is something to be said about your work killing you. Like stress kills, right? Yeah. And whether you're working for somebody else or you're working in your own business, if you are at a point where you are constantly like stressed, it it becomes more than a mental and emotional thing. It, stress can live in your body, you know? Oh, yeah. And I've had clients who while working with me have said, you know, like my job is literally like this work is killing me. And then later on found out that there was like, a, there were tumors involved, you know? So yeah. like your, your work, your work is to feel like play, but more importantly, it, it really, it supports your overall well-being. Um, other people have come to me saying that they're really just tired of social media or they're not sure of how they can um, market themselves effectively. A really big part of my background revolves around marketing and brand content and uh, content development and things like that. So I have a whole method that's called the weave joy method. So you can weave joy into the process of creating your content. Um, it's five steps and really understanding how you can create content that converts. Um, and that doesn't take a lot of time for you to create as well. So I would say that those are the top three, wanting more time, more energy and more space, just like not just physical space, but mental space to play 
right in their work and in their life, in their relationships so that life doesn't revolve around work, you know, because at the end of the day, we're not we're not put here to work. We're put here to live. And you can't do that if you're stuck behind a computer all day, just trying to make things work. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Well said. Well said. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been a lot of fun. And I could go on talking to you about this forever because there's so many different ways we can, there's so many different uh, experiences we can, and stories we can talk about and share here. So, um, so we'll definitely have to do this again, but I, I really appreciate you coming on today. Thank you so much, Erica. This has been great. Oh my goodness. Thank you for having me. This is a, a joy to, to be a part of. <laughs> yeah. I, well, likewise, likewise. So any, before we sign off, any, any last bits you'd want to share with everybody? I know that this sounds like really redundant, but like, I hope that you all, if you're listening to this and you're even like questioning whether or not your joy is worth pursuing, please, please, please make the time to do it. Not don't, don't just make time, take time to prioritize your joy because it will not only make your life better, it will make your business better. If this is an area that you're struggling in, it will make your relationships better. It will just make life such a wondrous and amazing ride that you won't want to get out, get off of. So um, I, I hope, hopefully people are inspired to just go on a journey of their own, even if it's not like with my program or whatever, just embrace your joy and understand that it can really help you get further than you could ever imagine. One feel good thing at a time. So for everybody out there who's listening and or watching this, please, please make sure you connect with Erica. All the links are in the show notes and video description below Uh, links to our website, links to the quiz that we are talking about. It's all there. Please use them and connect with Erica. Erica, Thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. This is fun. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you. And thank you all for hanging out with us. And thanks for watching and listening to another episode of Rocket Live. Please make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening to this, uh, which is anywhere you can get podcasts or right here on YouTube. If you're watching this, please hit that subscribe button and feel free to share this with a friend as that's how it helps the show grow. Thank you all so much. And we'll see you next time. And remember... Always be yourself, always be authentic, and always remember to rock it. Once again, just want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of the Rocket Life podcast. Please hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening to this. And also, don't forget, you can watch the video version of this interview over on the Rocket Growth Agency YouTube channel. Just use the link in the show notes. Thanks again for listening and don't forget to rock it.